This is another interview brought to you by TheBatmanUniverse.net. Hi, this is Stephen Hill, game director on Batman Arkham Asylum. Hi, this is Lee Bermeo. Hi, I'm Brandon Vietti, director of Under the Red Hood. Hi, this is Gail Simone. Hi, this is James Tucker. Hi, I'm Dan Jurgens. Hi, this is Bruce Tim. This is Michael Jelinek from The Brave and the Bold. Hi, this is Andrea Romano. Hi, my name's Dan DeDeal. Hi, my name's Claiborne Moore with the CS Moore Studio. Hi, this is Jim Lee. This is Kevin Conroy. Hey, it's Sean DiMaggio. Hello, everyone. I'm Batman, and you're listening to my podcast. to the Batman Universe specials. I'm your host, Dustin, and as always, we have with us... It's Apple. And we are bringing you an interview today with Dustin Wen, and he is going to be writing on Streets of Gotham, and we all know that he was working on Heart of Hush with Paul Dini a couple months back, so welcome to the podcast, Dustin. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for, uh, you know, inviting me. So I guess the first question we should ask is, how exactly did you first get involved with Batman? We know you worked on As a Crow Flies... Way back when, in um, yeah, with, six for Batman, how did you get in, first involved with that? Um, with the first time, I was working on Wildcats at the time, and uh, I was with Joe Casey, and uh, that was when editor Bob Shrek was still on, you know, he, was, he wasn't doing the special project yet, he was still doing Batman, and, you know, we spoke a few times, and he knew, he knew that my first samples were Batman, and I was, you know, even when I was doing Wildcats, I was doing Batman samples and just doing pinups to... Yeah, I, I really wanted to get on the book, so and he knew that, and uh, I think the opportunity came up where we they just had a really good run with um, Jim Lee, and then they brought in Eduardo Rizzo and the Hundred Bullets team, and I guess people kind of got the you know the feel that you know we could bring in guys that weren't necessarily always doing the mainstream stuff, because Wildcats felt it was kind of like an like an underground book kind of it was mainstream for Wildstorm, but for you know as far as when we re, when they relaunched you know Volume Three Point it wasn't really superhero anymore. And I think they they felt it was you know okay to bring in some artists like that and you know it was, it was a good time so I I, brought, I came on for six issues no wait, five issues yeah so yeah it was Bob Shrek that brought me in. Now how did you get involved with uh, Paul Dini on Detective Comics more recently? Oh the new one oh I was doing Superman Batman and uh, my my assistant editor over there Adam Schlagman he you know he he said you know I know you like drawing Batman you know Superman you're okay with. Uh, I don't think a lot of people like my Superman, <laughs> but he's like, you're Batman, you, you like Batman, you know? And I was like, yeah, it's it's cool, I love Batman. And he knew I was, like, always trying to push for Batman. He's like, you know what, just, you know, send me what you got. So, like, over the weekend, I compiled, like, everything I had that was Batman, and, you know, that's all I draw, really. Uh, even off my, when I'm not drawing Batman, I'm drawing Batman. So I had, like, a bunch of stuff laying around, and I just drew some more stuff, and I put together, like, a little packet. It's probably, like, 40, 50 pages of just Batman art. And um, I sent it to him, and then he sent it to, he walked it over to Michael March's uh, office. And um, this is when Mike March was, uh, I think he came in for like a few months or a year or something. And, you know, they were looking to shake things up a little. And so, yeah, he gave, you know, he handed Adam handed it to Mike, and Mike's like, yeah, let's do this. You know, so he called me up, and he's like, hey, how would you like, uh, you know, a permanent position? And the permit is always kind of weird because, you know, when they tell you you got 12 issues, it's good because you're, you're, like, you're good for 12 issues. If they tell you it's a mini-series of six issues, you're like, okay, good, six issues. When they say permanent, there's nothing permanent in comics. So <laughs> it's even scarier, you know. They're like, well, you know, you're going to be uh, the regular. The regular could be two issues before they kick you off. Or, but, you know, we did a pretty good run on it. So 
we're, we heard about your next project. What can you tell us? Well, you know, what little can you tell us of uh, Streets of Gotham? Um, you know, I, I, get, I get that question a lot, and I think the best way that I would describe it is basically um, if you take Detective Comics and you mash it with, i say, like Gotham Central, and, you know, you kind of find a nice little middle ground there, and that would be Streets of Gotham. That's the kind of tone that I, I get from it. Um, I think Paul Dini mentioned that it would be some, you know, he mentioned it would basically be like Batman, but instead of, you know, it'd, it'd be more like Batman's part of the story instead of the story's always about Batman. So it plays with a lot of characters within Gotham, which I love because I don't think I'm familiar with anything but Gotham. When, when, when any time it's like Paul Dini's Gotham, it's, it's amazing. So he's got, and so far, I mean, I've got the first few scripts and, you know, we got characters that we created in the detective and... They're coming in. It, it's just, it's reading really well right now. So. That's, that's what I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense, but, you know, to well, me. It does, it does. It does. I mean, we, we know you can't go into a whole lot of details because they haven't even actually put out the solicitation for it at this point yet. So, But one other question, have they said how many issues you're going to be doing on that series? Um, well, when they initially um, asked me to be the book, they said, would you just like to start the book? And, you know, would you just like to be the, you know, it's you and Paul. So, and, um, yeah, I mean, I'm in it for the long run I until they kick me off. But I, you know, we've, I've talked with the editor and, you know, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Okay. I, it's not like an arc kind of thing. Right. So I don't know if they're going to bring in, you know, uh, they're going to rotate writers or, but hopefully they don't re- rotate the artists so far, you know. I usually, uh, I usually come in and say, hey, 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 that's mine. So. <laughs> I think you just made every Batman fan, comic book fan out there very happy hearing that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, not, not every one of them. I mean, when I jumped on Detective, it was scary because, you know, you got guys that like the new Batman. They, but then, you know, Detective is such a long... It's, it's been around forever, and there are a lot of guys that didn't like me, you know. They, and, you know, I think it's because it's such an old book that you have so many fans of the book that it's hard to please everyone, so... Now, what did you find most fun about drawing the Batman characters? You said you were drawn to them more so than any any other characters. Why do you feel drawn to those characters more than any other ones? I don't want DC to, you know, be mad at me, but I really don't understand or, you know, follow much of the DC universe. I But I, I follow everything that's Gotham almost. Um, it, it feels like Gotham City is in its own kind of world, even though it's, you know... It, to me, it's just more realistic to me. You got... You got every character, well, the majority of characters in the Batman universe, they're not, you know, they're not from space. They're not, you know, shooting things out of their hands half the time. It's just characters that are, like, more mental. Like, you take Joker, Two-Face, Penguin. None of them are really a threat. Like, basically, they're not going to come and, you know, blow you out of the water with, you know, I don't know, rays. Or, they're, they're just really crazy dudes. And when you put that against Batman, Batman's just the same way. And these guys, they're, you know... It's more a mental thing, you know. They're 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 smart people, and Gotham feels realistic, and it's and that's one thing I think I liked about Gotham Central. Um, you know, it felt so realistic. It felt like this could be real, you know, and which is weird because Gotham's pretty much the only. I mean, Gotham Metropolis is pretty much the only city in comics that's not really real, right? I mean, everything else takes place in New York, and you know, I don't see people flying in New York, so <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, that's, you know what I well, mean, right? I mean, it's... it's <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, every fan wants to know, did you grow up being a Batman fan? I, I did. I grew up being a Batman fan, and <laughs> I kind of gave the whole origin of, you know, 
why I like Batman and everything on one of my Deviant sites, and everyone felt they saw it as a more depressing thing than it was happy, you know. Like, um, um, it, it, I can talk about it. It's real short. Uh, basically, I came. I wasn't born in the U.S., but you know, we came. We're like, you know, I'm Vietnamese. We came from Vietnam during the whole communism, and and you know, my first toy when I came here, my mom, you know, we went on the boat, came here. And first toy my mom got me was a Batman toy, and uh, you know, and then she got me a little Hot Wheels. She said, "Yeah, that's the Batmobile." I didn't believe her because later on I saw it was just a Hot Wheels. I saw it on TV, and <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, "This is," but and plus the Batman was like a 12 inch doll uh, action figure. But yeah, the car was tiny. But, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of made it okay. I mean, she dragged me across with the world, country, and came here, and she's like, this doll is Batman. I was like, this is cool. And I think growing up, having something that's kind of like, you know, that's cool and keeps your mind off, you know, not knowing how to speak a language or, you know, not having, you know, too many people around. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having pop culture there for you, it helps a lot, and I think Batman played that part for me, you know. Then there was Transformers and, you know, He-Man and stuff, but... I think Batman was always the first toy, first thing I saw when I came to, you know, the U.S. And it was always cool. Plus, I like drawing them a lot, so that helped. All right, now, as you know, recently there's been newer Batman movies, The Dark Knight. What was your thought of The Dark Knight? I I liked Dark Knight. I thought, um, you know, I liked it a lot better than the first Batman movie, Batman Begins. I know that one was really good because it didn't feel like, you know, I mean, you didn't see Batman until, like, halfway through the movie, which is really cool. But this movie, I really liked it. And, I think, you know, I'm, I think I'm the same as everyone else. We, I liked it because, you know, there was such a cool Joker in there. And it almost felt like the movie Heat. Remember with Al Pacino and De Niro, the back and forth between them? It, right. Plus, it was long. I was like, man, this movie's long. But, <laughs> yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked this, uh, this latest one. I liked the first one first, the, the Keaton one, the one with the, because they had a cooler Batmobile. Not that I don't like the Tumblr. I do like the Keaton Batmobile better. So. Well, Dustin, let me, let me ask you. You know, much like artists like Bruce Tim and Jeff Matsuda, we've seen their style come into cartoon. Do you ever want to see or ever think that your style will ever come into a Batman cartoon? Um, I hope so. I don't see them really bringing my comic book style into the cartoon, but I do do these little miniature characters that I think would be fun. Uh, oh, the watercolor ones, right? Well, you know, the little, yeah, the little ones, the little mm. uh, super deformed ones. Right. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm trying to pitch, put something together right now. They've asked me to do, you know, a few, uh, they're like, yeah, you know, we want to see if you can create like a universe like that. So something's in the works for those, but it's all a matter of um, scheduling because, um, you know, like being on Gotham and Detective is like a monthly thing. And, you know. <laughs> Dustin, that's big news. You just laid out big news. Batman fans love those little characters you draw. We love them. Oh, awesome. I, yeah, I keep telling you. You know, I've been doing those things for almost three years. And I keep, you know, I send things to them all the time. Every Christmas, I'm sending them, like, cards. I'm sending them these pitches for snow globes. They're like, no, nah, let's not do the snow globes. And they're not selling. They're off season. But, yeah, I keep pushing it. And now they're finally kind of, you know, they're warming up to it. So we'll see. We'll see, you know. Well, that's good. It's about time. <laughs> We want to you, see you. Tell them that. You tell them that. You tell them it's about time. We will. <laughs> you bring them out. Snow globes, lunch boxes, <laughs> shoes, DJs. <laughs> so you were working with Paul Dini on Detective. Now you'll be working with Paul Dini on Streets of Gotham. How is it to work with Paul Dini? It's great. I mean, Paul is a very busy guy. I'll tell you that. When I get scripts from him, the, the good part is that when everything, when something comes in from Paul, it's done. You don't have any kind of questions, you know, you don't, you're not like, hey, what happened here? And um, 
I think working with Paul Dini for me personally is really great because he's the it's the Batman I grew up on and I kind of know. So every time he throws down a character, he throws down you know a sequence. I kind of, I mean, I kind of know what he's talking about already. So it's not that he's not throwing anything new. It's not that, but it's it's that I'm so familiar with it that you know I can read his script and I can kind of just figure out what he's what he's trying to you know do with Batman here and his characters. You know, there's a certain coolness to all his characters where. I'm not always questionable, like, is this, you know, like, what does he mean here, or, you know, what's he trying to tell me? You know, I, I read the character description, and the only thing I really ask is, you know, how old is this guy, you know, what nationality, and, you know, how far from the car is he walking, you know, just like that. But I pretty much know or understand most of his, uh, you know, his ideas. And if it's not, Paul writes a pretty tight script where everything is pretty much there. You don't have to, you don't have to question or second-guess anything, so... And he's very, uh, you know, you ask him for something, he gives you input right away. It works, it works out well. So, plus it's Paul Gini, so I mean, for me to work with him, I'm like, man, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. What's what is your favorite Batman storyline that you've worked on? You know, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be either Heart of Hush or just that one shot of the um, the one with the Mad Hatter for some reason. That that issue is just funny. I mean, Batman fighting in a funhouse, but the Heart of Hush was really. It, he, he, that's when I kind of like, you know, gave mad props to Paul. I was like, man, you know, I came in, I was like, oh, we're doing a hush story? God, I hate that guy. Like, <laughs> you know, he's like, he's not cool, you know? And then, first, first script in, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best character ever created after, you know, 2000. So, because, <laughs> you, you know, hush is, I mean, I don't know if you guys liked it, but it was, when it ended, I was like, man, this is like a really genuine character because you didn't think it would, I didn't think it would go that way because he felt so, you know, he felt like you could actually kill him and it would be done and no one would care, but when you actually heard his origin and, you know, when Dini brought in his mother and, you know, it was just really good. I didn't think I'd like him as much as I did, and that was a good story. And also I got to draw, like, you know, the Batcave, so that's like a fan thing for me. So. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, the next question is, with everything that's going on in the Batman universe as far as Batman disappearing into a cave and, you know, Battle for the Cowl and everything, how do you feel about the direction that the comics are going? Um, you know, it's, it's weird. They, 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 they tell us what's going to happen, but they never tell us how it's going to happen. And when I heard it, I thought he was dead. I thought he was going to die and all this, but I guess he didn't, and he was in a cave. I was like, huh. But I never, I never really read that issue yet. So I'm gonna to have to follow up on that, but I think uh, I think to me it's still Batman. I mean, no matter who you bring back, people will probably hate me for this, but to me it'll always be Batman if he's wearing the Batman costume, and it really comes down to how the writer writes it. I think if you follow Batman long enough, you kind of just realize, you know, just write it out. Like I'm with me, I, I like Bruce Wayne as Batman, so you know you can hold that to ever whatever weight you think. <laughs> so. I like Bruce Wayne as Batman, and I kind of, you know, I'm ho- I'm rooting with everyone else that sooner or later he'll be back. So, well, hope that helps. <laughs> that answers anything. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard of the black and white series of statues, right? Oh, From yes. uh, DC, I, the Batman. When when are you going to bring your cool one out? When when is that one coming out? You know, you guys should really put a poll together and uh, push DC for that because I've been uh, <laughs> I've been asking them, and I'm actually working with uh, DC Direct, and we have an image that I'm working on that they think you know. They they think that that would be a strong one, so it's it's really a matter of um, you know because they have people they actually have people in line. Have you seen the Libra Mayo one? 
the oh yes, yes. Mayo one. Yeah, that came, I just saw that image last night or this morning. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So there's a certain line that you get in, and um, yeah, I'm supposed, what they tell me is I'm in line right now, but you know, maybe in the back of the line. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, that would be you know, awesome. Like, I'm, I'm really pushing for it. That's it's funny that you brought it up. That's one of the things I'm really pushing for. So. And yeah, I'm please. Glad they're doing, and we'll, they're doing we mention it so. <laughs> yeah, you gotta mention it. See, see, I need support. <laughs> that's you gotta listen to the Batman universe. That's what we're here for. <laughs> I know you gotta tell you. You gotta be like we're. You gotta be like we're the Batman universe. You guys are just DC. We're the Batman universe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been pushing them forever. I'm like they should move everyone in DC out somewhere else and call it something else and call it DC just to Gotham. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's what they should do. They should move everyone else out of the DC universe and just leave Gotham alone. Leave it to Batman. So, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we know what you're saying. Yeah. Now, did you have a favorite Batman artist while you were growing up? I, I mean, the fan in me, I grew up, you know, looking at lunchbox art and, you know, toys. So it's always, like, guys like Neil Neil Adams and, uh, was it, Jim Aparo? And I think, uh, what was the other? Um, you know, the, the classic guys during the 80s, you know, like, or 80s, like Roger Marshall's, Marshall Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, you know, guys like that. Even, even Michael Golden. I mean, the fan in me likes those, but, like, when I come down to like you know if I want how I want to translate my Batman, I always you know I gotta go with like Magnolia, the like the '90s, early '90s Magnolia, and um, the more kind of obscure artists, you know, the kind that weren't really you know put on much boxes. <laughs> so, but the fan of me, I mean, I always grew up looking at the guys that you, because I think I've seen more you know Batman art on folders and you know shoes and lunch boxes than I do. Growing up, then in comics, I didn't really read that much Batman comics. I saw a lot of the cartoons, um, but then as I got older, of course, it became Bruce Tim. So a lot of the stuff you saw Adam's artwork mainly on the towels, the lunch boxes, and everything like that. Even Jim Aparo's yeah. stuff. Comic store to see comic art, but that stuff was everywhere, and you know, they made toys out of that stuff like crazy. So. Yeah. Well, you you kind of touched on some of your upcoming projects. What are some more other projects that you can talk about that you're doing? You know, I have a few things I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I mean, I I came from uh, Wildstorm Studios, so I'm still working with a few stuff with them. Um, I have a project right now. I can't really you know talk about, but they're giving me like a year to do a painted book. So you know, that's that's gonna be great. It's gonna be like fully painted, like you see how I do uh, some of the covers, and I got that. That one uh, mini mini Gotham that I'm really trying to push because I see that as a great great merchandise as well. If you know we if we can get the property out there, that would break, be great for merchandising. And you know I mean on the side I do children's books. I'm trying. I have one done right now that I'm you know we're looking at a publisher, and I'm still you know working on the other one. And that's just because I have kids and I just want to have something that you know a little easier to read to them. And you know it'd be kind of fun to. Have it in, come into their class and say, hey, you know, I have a children's book, not this one of this guy pulling this guy's heart out. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe once they get to like eighth or ninth grade, I'm like, hey, read this, son. But right now, you know, the, the, the you know, ripping out the heart and putting it under wraps right now, it's, it's kind of hard to push to the teacher. So, but yeah, <laughs> that's, I don't know if that answered anything, but those are, you know, it's, I keep really busy. It's, it's hard to, I have less time to draw than I, than I initially thought I would. Now, the last question we have is, are you planning on attending any conventions this year at all? I will be at the Seattle um, Emerald City Comic Con, which is coming up in April. I think that's April 4th. Okay. And I'm doing the San Diego one, for sure. Okay. I do San Diego. I mean, that's, 
that's the only show I do for sure every year. I've been going for like 11 years, 10 years now. So. Well, I think yeah. that's about it, Dustin. I want to thank you a lot for coming on and doing the interview with us. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. You know. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time.